Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Season three of the Man and Candace podcast still going strong. Episode five, I believe. Let me check that. Yes, episode, no, 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 no. Episode four. Getting way too ahead of myself, but it is May 5th, so that's... Oh, happy Cinco de Mayo! Shut the fuck up, Candace. Oh my God, who wants to get fucked up tonight? Me! Okay, so I'm gonna have to hit up a couple people before I really let shit go, but I couldn't believe I was gonna let Cinco de Mayo pass by. Oh my God. I feel like an idiot. I'm sorry. Happy fucking Cinco de Mayo, everybody! Woo! Okay, so now that that's out of the way... Today's episode of the Man and podcast is going to be about friends, all types of friends, friends that are best friends, friends that you used to be friends with, friends that you hate, friends that you're fake with, fake friends that are fake with you, friends that you fuck, friends that you don't fuck, um, friends that you could fuck if you wanted to, friends that are exes, friends of people you shouldn't be friends with, like business associate friends, online friends, and friends who backstab you and the friends you backstab. We're gonna talk about all of it. Okay, if there's one thing that was constant in my life, it was friendships. Like I never had a problem making solid friendships that lasted decades. For example, me and Carla, it's like we are, we were those type of school friends that were like, we hung on to each other, And then it's like, once we got to college, it's like we were able to like branch out and like figure out who each other, who we were without one another, if that made sense. And then like now we have our own like identities and we're in a place where even though she lives like thousands of miles away, like I, we still support each other. You know what I mean? Like we still hit each other up on Thanksgiving, Christmas. We still see each other like once or twice a year. It's still good. And like, I've never had a problem maintaining friendships that are, I mean, solid ones, healthy friendships, I should say. And then I've had many friendships that were just bad examples of friendships. And I've had many great ones, but let me just, let me, okay. I hope some of you are some teenagers based on my demographics, not a chance, but going forward, or if you have friends in your life if you're the type of person that has friends like if you have more than 10 friends right now that you can hit up and go to the bar with like those are not your friends i'm sorry i'm here to break it down for everyone so let's get into it but before we do that remember patreon is coming in the next 10 days it's a dollar subscription all i need is a pledge from anyone all of you please like a dollar pledge a month towards the patreon it goes towards supporting the payment of guests towards the podcast also goes towards things like the snack bar for the podcast the weed budget you know eventually the tour budget so that's what your dollar subscription is going to straight to the podcast all about the podcast more content for you let's get right into friendships i first want to touch on my bad friendships you know i live for the drama so one friendship in particular that sticks out in my mind was this girl named Cynthia Parker. Pause. Like, okay, if you know Cynthia Parker, like, raise your fucking hand. Like, I... <laughs> raise your hand if you've been personally victimized. If you've been personally victimized by Cynthia Nicole Parker. Me. Like, me. Totally. 100%. Like, this girl 
traumatized me because she copied me. See, here's the thing about me. I'm the only child, right? I cannot share. There's no such thing as sharing, and there's definitely no such thing as copying me. I couldn't stand sharing my crowns and daycare. Then there's no way I can stand sharing my look. This bitch thought because she was light-skinned, like me, that we were the same. And further, we were both fat, so it's like she thought we were the same, but like we weren't the same. I had class and she didn't. Yeah, I said it. I had class and she did it. Like, no, for real. Like, you can tell who comes from money and who doesn't. Like, I, 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 like, I'm not like a fucking Bill Gates or something. You know what I mean? I'm not even a Vanderbilt. But it's just like this girl claimed to be my friend and she's not my friend. I mean, how many of those friends do we have? Seriously, it's like. When I was a lot younger, I tolerated a lot of bullshit from people that I called my friends. And I'm just like, I don't know how I tolerated all this bullshit. Okay, so Cynthia, this fat bitch, she sticks out so in particular because like the trajectory of her life is such a statistic. It's sad. I mean, she grew up in foster care. Her mom was a stripper. Her grandma got her out of foster care. She's been ungrateful as hell. Like, she was back and forth from El Paso, Texas to Phoenix. And then it's like, boom, all of a sudden she's a teen mom. Before that, she was initiated in the Crip Gang. Like, I'm just like, you're not about that life, honey. You're not about that life. You are not about that life. She said she was she was jumped in. I know she was fucked in. Like, I just, oh my God. Like, I just, and then she said, like, she said, like, something park, something park. She was from something park and then... I don't know. It could have been College Park at this point. I, is that a crip thing? I, I don't know. I apologize. But it's just like I was so taken aback and so disgusted because like it was a point where like she moved from Phoenix to Texas for a little bit, like a year or so. And then like, see, the petty thing is she would move because her and her grandma were fighting, not because like her grandma didn't want her. It's because she wanted to dip. It's like she had this friend named Veto out there. And it's like, just say your name is Veronica, like this little Veto thing. I don't, I don't get down with it. And like, her daughter looks like a fucking, like, you know those aliens from Toy Story? They go, ooh, that's what her daughter looks like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, babies aren't cute. I'm sorry. And then she's probably cute now, but babies aren't cute. That's the last time I saw a picture of Cynthia Nicole Parker. The last I heard, she was working at Burger King. What is it with me and girls who I used to be friends with that work at Burger King? I don't know. So, fast forward. She gives me a call after she's been in Texas, had her kid, been initiated in the Crip Gang, and, you know, and, and said, screw high school. She went to high school with me for a little bit, and then she, like, years later, she calls me, and then I'm like, hello, and she's like, hey, this is Cynthia. I'm like, who? She's like, Cynthia Parker, do you remember me? And I'm, she's like, we're friends, and I'm like, who? And at this point, like, I knew who it was, and she's like, we're, we're friends, remember? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, you know what, girl? I was like, don't ever call me again. And I was like, we have nothing in common. And, like, she was, like, so taken aback. She was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you have a kid, and you're a mother. I'm out here living life. I legit was 16 years old telling her this. I was like, look, you and I have nothing in common. You know what they say about the average? You're the average of your five friends. You're, you're the average of your four friends or something like that. I was like, nah, 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 nah. I'm cutting this bitch out of my life for the sake of averages. I was like, I am not going to be a teen mom. I'm not going to stoop to that level. That was probably the best decision I made for myself. I'm like, why the fuck should I hang around some fucking hooligan who thinks she's a, who's, thinks she's a crip, 
mainly a fucking hood rat to the fullest extent of the definition and this is this is what bothers me about this bitch this is what bothers me about this bitch you guys this is what bothers me she came to my hood and I, I'm not a gang affiliate. I'm not nothing, okay? I'm just someone who bought and used drugs and smoked with all the homies, okay? That's who I was. So, like, she came to my neighborhood with kids that I've been growing up with since fucking first grade kindergarten. And we're now, like, in high school. So she comes up in here and she's fucking my, like, she's fucking the guys I party with. And I'm like, yo, this is mad embarrassing. You know, like, you, you bring your friend. I'm over here hyped, like, hyped it up. I'm like, yo, my friend's coming. She's visiting. And here she comes, like, fucking the whole crew. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Nobody's a crip out there. Nobody. And, like, she's out here like, yeah, I'm a crip. I'm a crip. I'm like, bitch, you're going to get, like, the reason why these niggas are fat fucking getting you faded and getting you blacked out, twacked out, and turned out is because you're a crip and they're blood and like they're just they're probably banging their flag on you while you're blacked out on some fucking world star shit like it's it's just so it's just so funny it's just so funny to me like why she was the type to throw her life away y'all she was the type to throw her life away willingly it wasn't like it wasn't like she had no choices. It wasn't like, oh, foster care. Oh, because I wasn't foster That was her whole thing. Because I wasn't foster care, that's why I'm this way. Because my mom was a stripper, that's why I'm this way. And I'm just like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Sorry. I had to let... I've been... Woo! I've been wanting to let that one out for, like, t- damn near... Woo! Like, 11 years, bro. <laughs> I wanted to let it out. And like so many people were scared of this bitch because she was so aggressive. She's like, I've been in foster care. You don't know. I'm like, shut up. Shut, shut up. Jesus. She used to like, okay, get this. My homegirls, Gabby and Shy and, and Tasha, they were all relatives. And they lived in the house a couple blocks down. Literally a seven-minute walk. And then, like, I would, like, buy my weed there, buy my ex there, buy my Coke there. Because their brother would sell it. And, you know, their dad would sell it, too. It was a whole shebang. Um, Cynthia would tell her grandma that she's spending the night at my house. And she would sneak away to Gabby's house, like... At like she'll like she'll come to my house and like leave her shit and then she'll be like let's go let's go to Gabby's house but before she'll like get ready like like she's a fucking baby hooker and like she's using my makeup she's using my makeup she's wanting to wear my socks my underwear my scrunchies all this shit my clothes that don't fit her okay I was like a big bitch size eleven she was a big bitch size fifteen okay let's get this shit straight um and like. Gucci save with love in your party. Okay, sorry, I had to say that. And then, um, <laughs> you guys, this bitch would steal from me, okay? She would steal things from me, and then she would take them to Gabby's house and be like, Candace is so easy to steal from. Candace is so easy to steal from. And get this, prior to that, Gabby has been caught stealing from me. This is how deep it gets, you guys. Girls that used to fucking be my friend i used to call them every we used to be down for each other like we used to fucking fight bitches for each other like early in the day back in the day they betrayed the fuck out of me and like i 
listen, if you have a daughter and she's in elementary school right now or she's or she's a baby or even if she's in middle school or even high school, fuck it, college. If you have a baby girl out there, you need to let her listen to this fucking podcast because the shit that I'm about to tell you, this is the shit that I wish I knew about fucking friends. It's not a female thing. It's not a male thing. It's not a gay best friend thing. It's a friend thing. See, friends have so many blurred lines and boundaries of what's appropriate and what's not. Like, it's, it's, it's beyond, like, a Lizzie McGuire friendship or a That's So Raven friendship, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? The friendships are complicated. I wish they weren't. Like, it's just like, how many people used to be your friend versus how many people are your friend right now? Like, which number is bigger? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. So... Yeah, put your daughter onto this shit. Like, oh my god, like this. And I'll even expose myself, like shit that I've done, being a friend that wasn't cool or like just whatever. So keep Cynthia. So yeah, back to Cynthia. So she would brag about how easy it was to steal from me, and she would steal like my lip glosses, my clothes. Um, like I used to have a lot of books and stationery and like stickers and stuff and gel pens. She stole a bunch of that shit. And I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm easy to steal from. I'm like, you're the one who doesn't fucking have shit. So I didn't get that mad. Like, and like what I did though, what was the last straw for me with Cynthia and Nicole Parker was fucking fear farm. That's right. Fear farm, the one on 99th and McDowell. Yeah, Fear Farm. So one year. <laughs> okay, okay. By Harkins, Gateway, 18, 18 Pavilions, Gateway, whatever. That Harkins. There was another haunted spot called like the 13th floor or something like that. So it's like we all went there and like my mom like scraped money for her to go because like at the time my mom was newly bankrupt and like I could go and like. We were going, we were going to meet other people there. And like, this, these were like, okay, let me frame it for you. Like, we were going to meet like the popular girls there, if that makes sense. Like, Cynthia wanted to be popular and accepted so bad. Like, and I was like, like her, like her wing woman. Like, when we went to the movie, she would be like, that guy over there, that guy over there, that guy over there, that guy over there. I want you to go talk to that guy over there and tell him that I want to talk to him. And I'm just like, what? So I, I would I would do that. I'm like, hey, like my friend over there wants to talk to you. And then like um they'd be like, Oh, and she'd be standing there like literally like trying to like sit prim and proper and like text and all this shit and like she, within like two minutes she's making out with them and it was just it was so gross. It was just, it was just gross. It was just so fucking gross. I put up with a lot of shit with her, you guys, like like, there was so many times where it's just, like, she's, like, no, stand here, stand here, stand here. And I'm, like, stand here for what? Like, I wonder if she used me some days as, like, the ugly friend. Because there was a lot of days where I just didn't give a fuck. Like, you guys have to understand. I was a virgin all through high school. all through, Like, all, all through it. So, like, any type of, like, even if a guy was flirting with me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't notice. And, like, a lot of, uh, not a lot, but one time this guy named Talbo who fucked a lot of women or fucked a lot of girls in high school. He went up to my friend Alexis and was like, hey, that girl over there, can you tell her, can you ask her if she's down to fuck me? And I'm like, 
uh, all right. So, like, when she told me, she was like, hey, you know Tabo, the one you sit next to in government class? And I'm like, yeah. And Alexis was like, yeah, he wants to fuck. He wants to know. He really, he's really feeling it. Like, he wants to know if you want to fuck. And I'm like, no. And, like, he avoided me ever since. And I'm just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, blah. Like, it just, like, everyone looked like a fucking kid to me even then. And I'm just like, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> Cynthia. So my mom scraped tw- another $25 to sell so $50 for us to go to the 13th floor. She had to drive us there. So that's gas. So like, and she had to pick us up. So that's gas too. And we do, we go through the haunted maze, whatever, whatever. And then there's this girl that's not only popular, but popular in the hood and with boys. And her mom lets her do bad things. See, see, if you had a mom that let you sneak out and stay out late and get tattoos and piercings, like, you were cool. I don't know what it was, but, like, if your mom didn't give a shit about you, you were cool as fuck. Like, I don't know what it was. And, like, so Selena Rocha, yeah, her last name is Rocha. So, like, Selena Rocha, um, she was, like, super pretty. Super, super pretty, but not only in, like, her, in, like, a pretty way, for the sake of pretty, but just like she wasn't a chola, but she had a Monroe piercing. Her her eyebrows were 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 um you know with the pencil and pretty thick, but but it looked it looked nice. Her whole aesthetic was nice. Her hair was teased and blonde and black. It was really nice. Her her nails were done. It was really really nice. And she had really pale skin. She was Mexican. She was a beautiful girl. So Cynthia. Oh, by the way, she was half black and half Mexican. So she says, so, um, Cynthia was like, oh my God, like this is some, this is a, this is the type of girl Cynthia would idolize. See, this is the thing I hate about Cynthia is that she was jealous of any pretty girl, any pretty girl. She was jealous of her and like wanted to be her, copy her look, everything. And, um, Selena Rocha passes by. I say hi to her because me and her, we've been cool since elementary school before all the makeup before the piercings before the tattoos me and her were tight just because we don't hang out every day doesn't mean we were not fucking tight we're like some hood boogers so like cynthia underestimates the people that i hang out with when she came back to my hood so it's just like i like who does she think she is you know what i mean so it's just like i let a lot of shit slide i let her violate me like a lot a lot of like but in the back of my head like every motherfucker was laughing at her every everybody uh so Selena Rocha goes to Fear Farm and then I, Cynthia convinces me to go to Fear Farm with her. And I'm like, yo, we can't do that. My mom said, as soon as we're done with the 18th floor, I have to call her just to pick us up. See, like, I, I know that sounds like a, like I'm a snitch or something. But the thing about my mom, when I was young like that, she'd be around the corner. Okay, she'd be around the corner the whole time. She's not going home. She's, she was around the corner. She let me think she was going home, but she's around the corner. Um, so I, I knew that about my mom. So I knew that she saw us getting out the thing. So I'm like, we have about two minutes before I had to call her. But like, Cynthia's like, no, no, no. So I'm like, fuck. So like, I'm just like, at the chance my mom didn't see us go out. So like, we quickly walked to Fear Farm. Well, not quickly. It was a long ass walk. So like, we walked to Fear Farm. (laughs) Across the block, we walked to Fear Farm. And then basically, Selena Rocha is in line for a maze. And Cynthia disappears. And, like, this is unbeknownst to me at the time that Selena was in the maze line. But, like, she disappears. 
And I call Selena and I'm like, hey, you know, I, do you see Cynthia anywhere? I, I thought she was with you. Is she in line with you? And she's like, no, nah, girl, she was in line with me, but she took off with some guy. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? She took off with some guy she met on MySpace. He gave her an ecstasy pill. And apparently she was twacked out and got picked up by police. And like, this was, this is, this is, okay, this was a Friday. I found this out on, um, on a Sunday. And then on Monday, I was, ooh, okay, so like, fucking like, this is the last straw I had with her this night. I gave, I called my mom. I was like, mom, Cynthia ran away, picked me up. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna call her grandma. And then like, she's like, all right. So like, my mom picked me up i was like so pissed and then like i packed her shit all her shit her deodorant all her underwear all her shit i put it in a walmart bag and then i put it in front of the door in front of my door i call her grandma and then i go and i'm like hey cynthia cynthia says she gone like she ran away and her grandma was like oh my god oh my god i cannot believe this oh my god She's like, I'm gonna get her. <laughs> See, her grandma was like this real black woman who had a deep voice from smoking Newports all day for the last 30 years. So she's like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm gonna get her. So it was just the fucking inside joke with the fucking next three years. It was, oh my God, oh my God, I'm gonna get her. It was just fucking hilarious. And then... So Cynthia got picked up the ne- that night, like early in the morning. And then the next day I tried to call her to see if she was okay. And she wouldn't answer. And then I, and then I called Selena and then I was like, Hey, so do you know what happened last night? So she's all, yeah, we ended up at the same party and like, she was fucked up. Like she was so fucked up. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then, um, so just another thing about me. I didn't party in high school because I'll, t- I'll tell you later. So like I, I found out that she, what really bothered me was not only did she take off when she knew that, when she knew who my mom was and what my mom was about, like the whole respect just went out the window. That's what really bothered me. But what bothered me even more is that she had access to ecstasy and didn't fucking tell me. And didn't fucking let me know. So I'm like, bitch, like you have, you know that I'm fucking MDMA Q and you're not going to give me access to ecstasy. See, this is what I'm fucking talking about is bitches who think to call themselves your friends. But when you're about something and they see something that you're about in person, they don't do shit. They, they want to relish in your shit. They want to copy your style. They want to wear your clothes. They want to wear your skin. Like these hoes have no identity. Sad. Can't stand a bitch with who doesn't fucking know who she is. Anyway, um, <laughs> so fucking. Sh- sh- oh, sorry, this girl just makes me so fucking bad. And then so Monday after that Sunday, um, apparently she's has she's having a hangover from the ecstasy. My nigga Marquise, who happens to be. One of her biggest crushes, Marquise Clay, who he would never fuck with her. He would never fuck with her, but he would tease her a little bit. And then, um, so he, me, I was already texting him the day before. I was like, yo, my nigga, like, 
<laughs> no, he texted me. He's like, yo, my nigga, I got some this and Bart Simpsons. And I'm like, hell yeah, how much? So I get money from my mom. I'm like, mom, I need money for the snack bar. I need 20 bucks for the snack bar. She's like, 20 bucks? Mom, 20 bucks. And then I'm a matter of fact, I'm making 25. I'm getting chicken strips. So she makes 25. So basically, I got some chicken strips, eliminate, and some fucking this, my nigga. So like, I got some this. Some Bart Simpson this. Look it up. It's a white Bart Simpson head. That shit was so fucking good. I was rolling. And then so after that, she saw me and Marquise go to the side. Like go almost to the bathroom. That's Sierra Linda. Like by the water fountain. By the boys bathroom outside. And then she's like instantly jealous. So like she like walks right up to me. Like why are you and Marquise standing together like that? And then like she, she, she watches me. She keeps tabs on me and shit like that. And I was just like... Because I bought a pill. And she's like, oh my god, let me see it. Let me see it. So I showed her. She's like, oh my god, split it with me. And I'm like, bitch, you know I have a tolerance. The fuck you mean split it with you? None of us are going to get high. And I was I was so offended. I was, she's like, please, 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 please. And she tried to like put her hand, her fucking fat short hand, and like my hand and like try to wiggle. She's like, I'm like, get your fucking fat ass away from me. You trifling ass bitch and like i like i like she's the reason why i have a backbone because i had to grow a backbone to tell this bitch to stop jocking me like i ooh. so like i i did i ate the whole pill i know i went to everyone who went to breakfast i'm like can i have your orange juice 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 so it's just like i got people's orange juice and like i took the pill and then 30 minutes later i'm in first period rolling my ass off rolling balls pupils to the moon like i like i was getting it getting it and like she was just so mad and i was like you know what i banished thee i banished thee and then the next time i heard from her was that call i told you about where i said get the fuck out my life you and i no longer have anything in common bye-bye and that's the legend of cynthia nicole parker now you have those friends that make a positive impact on your life such a huge positive impact and like mine was Brittany Espinosa so she was like my best friend like in elementary school I'm talking like first grade second grade third grade no 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 I met her second grade no I met her third grade fourth grade fifth grade sixth grade and then I we we started beefing before we went to middle school I think like fifth grade sixth grade we started beefing and then we totally lost touch the rest of middle school and the rest of high school. But we were in the same math class at ASU, like the first week. And I was like, no fucking way. And like, we both graduated with our degrees. Like, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Like, I think she's a nurse now, probably. But like, I, I work in finance now. And it's just like, it's, it's just crazy. But like. Her and I were such a positive influence on each other from a young, young age. Like, her mom let her watch, like, stand-up comedy and let her listen to whatever music she wanted. And, like, her mom was a cool... Her mom was a chola, basically, back in the day. I mean, looking at based off the pictures, I guess. Like, um, her mom was a chola. And, like, Britney... That kind of rubbed off on Britney just a little bit. But, like, she had an uncle named Freddie who had a huge influence on her and they lived in King King City in California so that's northern California. So it's like she had that Cali influence of like music and culture and like you know what's cool and like so that's the closest thing that Arizona has to cool is people from California at least like at the time. And then so she would we would like spend the night at each other's house and then like we would play like 
we would eat Taco Bell and like play Carlos Mencia back when Carlos Mencia wasn't a fraud. And we watched George Lopez stand up and um, Gabriel Iglesias stand up when he wasn't that big and Cat Williams and Kevin Hart when he wasn't that big. And like we need to talk about watch stand up comedians and listen to freestyle music like Debbie Dev, CVB, like Afro, 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 Babata, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, you know, uh, uh, Cassara, Cassara, like all those types of songs, like freestyle 80s music. So that was a big positive impact she had on us. And like once we, like we really grew up together, we really matured together, we went through our awkward phases together. Like I remember when both of us first um, got into like rock music, like it started off with like Event Sevenfold, and it was so cool to have a buddy. Like, that was just, like, there for me. Like, yeah, did you listen to track one? Did you listen to track two? No, go to track 12. Like, that shit is tight, bro. Like, you know, like, and it wasn't weird. It wasn't on some lesbian shit. It was on some genuine best friend shit. And I, I, I hope the best for her. But what I think is going on, I think that I'm just going to go out on a limb and I may be totally wrong. And if I'm wrong and Brittany, you're listening, I apologize. But I think we're both bipolar. I know I'm bipolar. I don't know if she's bipolar, but I feel like we're both bipolar, like no joke. And I feel like there's it's only a matter of time before both of us like clash if we spend too much time together. I'm talking like days nonstop together. Like when we went to New York, we had about 48 hours before we started fighting. <laughs> but yeah, she's the one I went to New York with is Brittany. Yep. And the last time we got into a spat was like two years ago. I messaged her on some weird shit on my psychosis. And we haven't talked since. But like, that's the thing about me. That's like the thing about me. I burned so many bridges. And that is like, that's a red flag. You know, and um, I've done a lot of soul searching. And there's a lot of things that I would want to, there's a lot of relationships I would want to correct when I have the chance, if I have the chance. But outside of those relationships, the bridges that I've burned, I don't regret them. Sometimes you realize that, like, the bridges you burn is for a reason. Sometimes it's not your own doing. Sometimes out of circumstance, out of divine intervention, like, these friendships end. Let me pivot. I made friends with a woman that I wanted to be. And, like, be careful, young women. If you idolize a certain person in a career that you want to be, that's your first mistake is idolizing someone. You can't be friends with someone you idolize. And idolizing someone is a no-no, not only as a Christian, but as just like a, as, as a self-esteem thing. You don't idolize anybody over yourself. Not trying to say you're the shit or not trying to say you're better than that person who is where you want to be in life in terms of a job or in terms of stature or popularity or influence check it like there is this woman named susan wong and like her and i had a bridge and i burned it and basically she was a owner she's somehow an owner of a dispensary which dispensary is it nirvana center is it jamestown yuma is it best dispensary i don't know so somehow, some way, there's rumors that she got it through a divorce, that she had access to a license that people want to buy her out of allegedly, but she's not selling. Like she has this whole ego and this whole persona of like being the woman of cannabis 
not only as a Korean, but as a as a uh, immigrant daughter and a American somewhere. She has a lovely man boyfriend. She has a lovely Stedman named Todd, who like he's a millionaire in his own right. Oh yeah, she's a millionaire. So it's just like I met her through networking groups. I met her through, and these are all cannabis-based things. So cannabis networking groups that she hosted, and I was a volunteer. I made myself available to her needs when it came to the networking events. I also had my own business, and it was a cannabis-based business, and she really liked it. She helped me out with it a lot, and like. I got a lot of attention from, I guess, her competitors like David Vidotti and like other people that that weren't her competitors that were like her associates, like wholesalers and presidents of different marijuana companies and stuff. So she introduced me to different circles. And then I I had my that in my last episode, my mental illnesses, where I talk about my mental breakdown. She was a witness to that over snapchat because she videoed me like what's wrong what's wrong she recorded the whole thing and like me and dang doll said this in our episode back in the end of february she recorded the whole my whole mental breakdown and like i'm manic as hell i'm unmedicated i'm on street drugs well not street drugs i'm abusing pharmaceutical drugs and like i'm off the rails and she's recording it and she's like enabling it by going "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then what and tell me that and tell me what's next and how do you know this and like what's over there and she knows i'm fucking crazy and like she's like and then like i said something and then she and then like she called me a brat and i'm like you bitch and then i like blocked her and then like never talked to her since never seen her again and don't want to see her again. Okay. And then, like, another another quote-unquote friendship that was a... With another woman in marijuana is this girl named Beezy. I want to say Breezy, but I know what her name is. It's Beezy. Her name is Brittany, though. And, like, she had a boyfriend named Hal who started an edible company. So she just fucked her way on to ownership. They weren't married. And, um, this girl's fucked up. I mean, she's got some trauma for sure. She's told me a story that's not my story to tell, but she's, she's, she's fucked up and I will give her that she's fucked up. Um, but at the same time she's conniving and she's will take your man. And right now she's working at IO extracts with, uh, Carmen. And I don't know if Carmen and Brittany have been friends for like years or whatever, but I don't know if Carmen knows this or if, if Carmen's even down with this, then ex- excuse me, Carmen. But that bitch is after your man and after your adult, she's after your company because Pure Earth has, is, is dead. They're just selling back stock at this point to try to break even because they're under Urban Greenhouse fucking license, which just got bought by Harvest. Like, they're they're done. They're done. And you're the next big thing, baby girl. And your husband, who is your partner in crime. You know, I, I never met him. I don't think I met you at my Puff Pass paint party. But Carmen, this girl, Brittany, is bad, bad, bad news, my baby girl. She is bad news. I've been wanting to tell you and then like the DMs, but that's something you can screenshot. And if she wants to hear it, she can listen to my podcast. It's another download for me. 
any of you know Carmen Bay, Saturn Kush? Fast forward her this fucking podcast because, like, yo, Britney's already snaked her way into being like a director of IO Extract. And I'm like, I know having a two person business or like a small business, you can just name anybody anything. But girl, I'm telling you, watch out. She's after your empire. She sees you traveling. She sees you getting um, veneers. She sees you getting tattoos. She wants that for herself. Your truck, your diamonds, your Gucci, your limos in Tucson. Girl, she wants that for herself. You better, you know, I'm going to pray for you. You know, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you for this day. Thank you for this day. Thank you for everything that you provided us thank you for this podcast i ask you father to please come down holy spirit and just bless carmen and keep her away from evil people like Brittany, easy Brittany from pure earth in jesus name i pray amen so uh yeah carmen i care about you you're a sweetheart you're beautiful you're so beautiful i just and you're talented and you're and you're nice and and that 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 is rare to find okay that is really rare to find and you and you disarm women like me who are very pretty and might see girls like you as like some type of competition but like your smile and your demeanor and your presence just totally disarms any type of opposition from pretty women who can't stand another pretty woman in their vicinity I'm not one of those women, but, like, I feel like people expect me to be, and, like, where we met was kind of public. Anyway, that's besides the point. You can tell that I really like you. Um, <laughs> like, 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 or like, like, I don't know. I definitely fuck you, though, for sure. Yes, Carmen, I'd fuck. Let me know. Let's talk about friends with benefits just really, really quick. You never want to get yourself in this situation. And it never, and sometimes, rarely, someone will come up to you and be like, okay, let's define our friendship. We're friends with benefits. Not boyfriend and girlfriend, but we're friends with benefits. And like, you'll have a moment to like agree. And like, that is fair. That's how it should be. But like 99.9% of the time, that's not how it is. Usually you'll end up in some type of like entanglement with someone who's trying to cheat. That's how friends with benefits start. Like the whole sneaky link culture started with friends with benefits. We used to call them FWBs when we were, when I was in school. And it was like the cool, sexy things to have a friends with benefits. Like it was like, it was, that. that's where the toxicity, I feel like began with this see this whole alpha male mentality it was rooted in the playground oh yes oh yes this whole like friends with benefits started at the playground it was like how many bitches can i get without a commitment was the type of game and then for well, for girls it was like how good can i get my head and my pussy to make him commit it was just so it was it was it was so misogyn misogyny ugh, ugh, ugh.
And ain't a damn thing changed. Isn't that sad? That's sad. So never get yourself in any of those situations. Let's rewind and pivot. I want to talk about online friends. I love my online friends. Let me tell you, I've made friends from different countries, continents, states, cities, neighborhoods, everywhere. I have friends in California. I have friends in New York. I have friends in, in the East Coast. I have friends in, 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 in Europe. Russia, Paris, and it's like, these are just beyond like people that follow me and that I follow. It's like, let's say, let's say we met like on Instagram, you know, you follow me, it's 2019, fast forward to 2022, we've been messaging back and forth. I know about your mom, you know, about my podcast, you know, you know about how I, 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 I tripped on the elevator last week. It's like, kind of what you had for dinner last night. It's like that type of rapport I build with many different people. Many, many different people. Many different types of accounts. A lot of meme accounts where there's an actual person behind it. Accounts with like hundreds of thousands of followers. We've been friends. Like, check it. Me and Base Jesus. Base Jesus used to be the meme god back in 2013. Used to be the ultimate meme god. I think you can look him up right now. Or whatever, but like he had the same Abby of like Miranda Cosgrove with Jesus's head, and it just looks funny. And then so like, um, he followed me because my tweets were super wild and in college. So like I, I added him. He added me, and then we would message each other, like DM each other. And like when I came out with my coloring book after like three years of knowing each other. Like four years of knowing each other, he promoted it by retweeting it, and he had half a he had a quarter million followers. And as soon as he retweeted it, my whole fucking coloring book stock was out. It was sold out within seconds of him retweeting it. And then like people would would like tag me in a tweet and be like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for my calendar! I can't wait for my fucking calendar!" And then I got a lot of new fans and like. See, my friends online, they're not fans. I don't call them fans. Like, my friends online, they, they genuinely want to know about me as a fucking person. Like, they... And I want to know about them as a person. And, like, half the time, it's, like, a person that I can tell who it is. And then the other half, it's not. So, I mean, like, the ones that I have not met are the ones that don't have a real profile photo. Like, I'm not that dumb. But, like, it's nice to have someone to talk to. I don't go so far into revealing certain information. But, like... Let's say I'm in the city. I'm in someone's city. I can like hit. I can like tweet something like, "Hey, I'm in LA. Like, what's good? What's good? Let's go out. Like, you know." And then like I can I can have like ten messages like, "Oh my god, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here." Because like I feel like people who've met me online or were introduced to me online, they know who I am like for real. They don't know anything in my past that would make their version their view of me kind of awkward or skewed or biased or anything like they just know me for me my thoughts like (laughs) the best people i've met have been on twitter for real that new york trip wouldn't have happened if i didn't have friends online that i've cultivated for like two years from twitter I am able to like have different perspectives from different people's viewpoints and different walks of life from around the world from social media. And that's something I will never take for granted.
and like social media is like how I like was able to befriend people like Ricky Hill. <laughs> he follows me to this day. He's been following me for 10 years. And although he doesn't tweet me, he only follows like a thousand people and so do I. So like I know he sees my shit on the TL. I know he does. He followed me on Instagram one time. This is before I deleted it. The, well, this is like, I had like an Instagram different prior than the last one I deleted. I was a lit, lit college kid. I was lit as fuck. The friends you make in college are going to be the best friends you make in your life, but maybe only one or two are going to last in your personal life. And we're going to wrap this episode of the Manny Candace podcast friends with my best friend, Gabby. So I met Gabby because I was beefing with my Arizona State University roommates from hell. Check out episode two of the Manny Candace podcast season one. I got a, a reassigned a room to a girl who was missing a roommate as well. So, like, I moved in, and, like, the second I moved into the apartment, I went to the restroom, and I saw, like, black girl hair products, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's black, oh, yeah, she's black, she's black, she's black, oh, yes, oh, yes, and turns out, like, she had the same, like, bun as me, she had the same, like, not the same glasses, but, like, she had glasses, and she was black, and, like, she wore shorts, and she was a waitress, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, we're so similar, like, we have this, like, and then, like, she sat me down when my first day I moved in, she sat me down and she poured me a glass of Moscato that was so sweet, but got me so drunk. And like, I was like, oh my God, like you're so cool. And like she proceeded to tell me like about herself and like good highlights about herself. And then I was able to tell her good highlights about me. And then like, you know, it turns out we're both really smart when it, like we didn't, her and I, we did when it came to our grades, we didn't, we didn't play. There's a reason why certain people at ASU graduate um, because only 15% graduate, by the way. Um, you know, you're, you, you don't play about your grades. And, like, she was on a scholarship, and, like, I lost my scholarship, but, like, I, I, I still needed the degree. That was not a question. That's something that I needed to have. And so was she. And she had a boyfriend, and then, like, I was able to... Her, and my her boyfriend and I, like, encouraged her to smoke weed for the first time, and, like, now she smokes weed all the time, and she's a... Me and her are just two successful black women. Like, I, and I'm so fucking happy to have her in my life. Like, her family is my family. And, like, my family is her family. And, like, like this, this year, when she goes back to St. Louis, if she goes back, if the gas prices are, you know, not insane for the tickets, um, I'm going back with her for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, we're that close. Like, when she moved to California, I flew out there and visited her, stayed there for a few days. When she moved over here, she came to my apartment for hours. And it's just like, we've done a lot of things together. We've done a lot of things. Like, we traveled to New Mexico for my mom's wedding. Like, it was, we've done a, we've done a lot of things. And I just can't wait for the rest. And it's like, I'm just so happy to have someone that is a in, great influence on my life. Like, we push each other to make more money. And, like, we celebrate when we get our big, like, each, each time we get a check, that's the quote unquote the the most we've made to date like the bar has been getting higher and higher and i remember when we went from like 1200 to over two grand a check and it's just like 
and we keep getting more. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just so nice to have someone in your life that is positive and not a hood burger, not an addict, and has their shit together, like can pay for dinner if you can't. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just. I feel like I have a sophisticated woman as a friend and it feels so good because not only do I miss Carla so much, but I can't go to Miami all the time. You know what I mean? I I haven't even been. Then that's the problem. But I am going for my birthday, Carla. So I will see you in Florida. Um, Gabby, if you listen to this, I love you so much. And like, it's funny, me and her, how we communicate, how we keep in touch is we'll send each other snap, um, Snapchats or, like, TikToks that are just hilarious. And, like, every time we answer the phone, it's like, girl, 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 I know, girl, I know, girl, I know, all right, girl, bye. And it's, like, all the time, all the time. It, it's great. It's really great. We like the same music. It's, like, it's... It, it's just it's just so nice to have those type of friends. The friends, however, that you need to get rid of are the ones that clout chase. For i.e., if you have 10,000 or more followers on any platform and you have friends that are always trying to be in your videos or friends that are always trying to be like t- trying to take pictures with you and tag you and like, you know, tag me blah 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 blah, always trying to hop on your dick whatever you're doing online. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Any friend that talks shit about other people in front of you. This is elementary. This is elementary. But you need to get rid of them because they're talking shit about you to other people. This is one thing about Brady that really bothered me is that she would tell me all of her friend's business. Like, all of her friend's business. Like, every single one of them. She would talk about, like how they're failing in life, like, their baby daddies, their baby mothers, like, who died, or, like, what happened to them at work, why they got written up, and I'm just like, yo, why am I being told all of this? Like, this is kind of scary. Like, I don't like this, and it's just, like, it's one thing I couldn't stand about her. Unfortunately. Yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, get rid of friends like that. Get rid of them. Any friends that you make at work, get rid of them. Let me tell you, you need to set boundaries when it comes to, like, people at work. Don't talk about anything. Don't talk about your social media. Don't talk about anything. Because they will backstab you. I, 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 get, I promise you. I promise you. People hate. People don't like the way you work and they just want to get you in trouble. Like, they, 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 they. <laughs> Any friend that sabotages your dreams or your goals. Like, for example, for example, when I was losing weight in high school and I was really losing weight. I mean, I was like each week I was like a down half a dress size and like it was uh, it was something to watch. It really was something I really shrunk. And like there's this girl named Myrna and God bless her. Her daughter died. Her first daughter, her firstborn. She died as a baby and like just God bless her. But before that. She got on my fucking nerves. Myrna, um, when I was like skinny, like, okay, you gotta understand this. Myrna was really skinny. I mean, like, she was skinnier than anything I could have achieved, but like, she was really skinny. But like, her past or whatever, like, her 
reason why nobody was barking up her tree for being skinny was that it was quote unquote naturally skinny that she was low weight naturally and that it was a bad thing and blah 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 i feel bad for me i'm small but like but like um fucking Beerda. one day she like everyone knows that i'm trying to lose weight right so brianna and esteban my best friends they never told me like bitch you need to eat you're too skinny you know I, i'm really concerned for you're too skinny no 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 it's like because it, it, it came to a point where before i was like before it was obvious i had a problem there was like a period where it was like wow she's in great shape or wow her body looks really good you know she's really pretty with all her neck fat and her all her extra fat she's really pretty and like I feel like people like her were jealous. And so they would do things like people would no joke. They would come up to me and just throw me food. And those are the, and like, they were my so-called friends. You do not want those people in your life. Like Myrna clearly needs the food. She would come up to me and be like, oh my God, like you want my fries here? I got an extra fry for you here. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to eat. And then like, they would put, it would put me on the spot and like, like, I felt like she, and she would do this every day. And I'm like, look, stop getting me lunch. I'm not going to eat it. I don't want to eat it. Because in my head, I'm like, I can't eat this. I would eat at home. They didn't know that. But this was before things got really bad. Like, right before things got really bad. And, like, I, I just, I was annoyed. Like, my other aunt did it. And, like, I, like, I just feel like these women were just jealous that I was the pretty thing in the room now. So they would try to feed me stuff. So like, and, and take note, if you're someone who's improving your lifestyle and improving your look, especially like losing weight, and I'll end with this, you need to, this is how you find out who your real friends are. Start losing weight. Get a haircut. Get braces. Get get contacts. Do something, you know, you know, spend a little more money on your makeup. Get white in your teeth. You know, get a wax. Like, you know, put, get get your hair done. Do something like and like watch watch all your so called friends just like hate on you, disappear, unfollow you out of nowhere. I swear to God, like once I started taking like a lot more selfies and started like acting like I'm the shit because I am. Like I got I've been getting a lot of like these so called friends just disappearing, and I'm like, all right, motherfucker, bye. Bye. And it's like, the only people that are in my life now are people that should be in my life and like people who match my energy. And I love every single one of you. I love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man and Candace podcast, all about friends. Stay tuned for the next episode. Love you. Bye bye.